Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Homemakers. We are going to talk all things Easter today, especially after last year's Easter that was pretty much non-existent. It was right at the end of, you know, the two weeks to slow the spread or two weeks to flatten the curve. I don't even remember what the marketing phrase was anymore. Yeah, it was like the end of the two initial two weeks, but like it was obviously going to be continuing on. I think Mm -hmm. maybe like another six weeks and then it was like indefinite and then we're still here. So (laughs) happy one year anniversary. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, we realized we don't think we've ever done an Easter episode before. I don't think so. I think we maybe did like recipes. Maybe. And we've talked about like spring in general, but never specifically Easter. And we both like Easter. It's my favorite holiday, weirdly. Really? Yeah. Well, I like Thanksgiving, so... So I can't say that I don't have a weird second, you know, more of a like a secondary favorite holiday. Why do you like Easter? Why is it your favorite? I don't know because, well, it's weird because fall is my favorite season. So you think I would gravitate more towards the Thanksgiving. But I mm-hmm. think just because everything's fresh and green and I can take all of my like spring and summer clothes out of storage. It, to me, it just represents the beginning of a new season, even though it's usually, you know, several weeks, if not a month into spring by the time Easter happens. Right. I think Easter's fun because it's pretty much the only holiday that one of the traditions is a new outfit. <laughs> so <laughs> I love true. I love that. Um, and so have you transitioned your spring wardrobe yet? Well, kind of anyway, just because I've been like adding maternity pieces. Oh, so yeah. most of my fall and winter stuff just doesn't fit. And that's the main reason that I transitioned. Gotcha. Yeah, I I was supposed to last weekend. I ended up going up to Baltimore to visit my sister. and But I had it on my schedule to transition. So I'm going to do that at some point this week. And the weather has been like 60s. Mm-hmm. So I can still wear like a sweatshirt and leggings, which let's be real. That's like all I'm wearing right now. <laughs> Um, so you'll just turn into like a short sleeve tunic and leggings. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, but I, I am excited about transitioning to some new clothes. So, mm-hmm. and you did buy and I bought some dresses for mm-hmm. Easter because we are going to do in-person church. At least Jordan and I have decided to do in-person church and we'll hopefully do a family gathering with his family. I'm hoping we will too. We were not able to go to a Christmas Eve service this year um, because it was all outside and the weather was just really, really bad. Um, And so I'm hoping we can do an in-person service just because I feel like we've been missing it. And then last year picked up, can't remember if it was from Cracker Barrel or Carabas because we changed our minds so many times, but one of their to-go meals for Easter and they dropped half of it off at our house um, and they took the other half. And so hopefully we can be outside at a restaurant or inside depending on how busy it is this year. Yeah. Last year we had, I actually did it at our house because Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons, like his, my husband's family who we live near, they usually do a big shindig and we weren't doing that last year. And so I did cook. I don't remember what I cooked. I'll have to, I bet I can find it on my screen or my like phone uh, (laughs) camera roll. But I know I made deviled eggs, but we had his dad come over because his dad lives by himself. And we just thought it was, and we had been 
quarantined or whatever yeah. at that point and like just getting grocery delivery. But anyway, so we did have his dad over, which was really good because I know like he hadn't seen anybody and he was about to go crazy. So yeah. <laughs> yes, um, I imagine. But I do remember that was like the first time that we got together, even with just his dad. So it is like a weird, weird to remember that time. But so this year, what dress did you get? I got a dress that you actually sent me from Target. Um, it is a maternity dress, but when I was looking at the description, it said because of the placement of the elastic, it's also good for after maternity. Um, it's a light green floral midi dress with flutter sleeves, and it just looks so bright and festive, and I'll post a link to it in the show notes. But I'm I'm really excited about it because it's just something new. I really liked it. I got it might have been something I got an ad for actually <laughs> or maybe I was looking on Target and I I just saw it I went to it I was about to add it to my cart and then I was like oh it's maternity <laughs> so I sent it to Jackie even though I probably could have still bought it but well yeah because um, it doesn't have the shearing on the sides it just has a piece of elastic right, in the back right so I yeah. think it it can, in theory, work even if you're yeah, not for, yeah, for sure. And a mini dress can be forgiving too. Exactly. And if it was a little bit longer in the front, then you can get it altered. Right. I bought two dresses from J. Crew, mm-hmm. and they're midi faux wrap dresses. One is a multicolored gingham, and then one's a really pretty floral. And I'm not sure which I'm going to wear or if I'm going to return them. I'm really not sure about them yet. So I need to try them on again and see how I'm feeling. Are you not but, sure because the, like you weren't happy with the fit when you tried them on? Yeah, or? I love the patterns, but I don't know how I feel about the fit. If it's just mm. like a lot of fabric, I don't know. I just need to figure that part out. I also need to see what Jordan says because sometimes I can get in my head and like not like something on. But yeah. then when I try it on and have Jordan tell me how pretty I am, it makes <laughs> me feel better. <laughs> so I have to That's why that I, as soon as I get clothes, I try them on in front of Drew for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, um, I'll experiment with that. But I do love, love, love the patterns. They're very pretty. So, And I love faux wraps. My, my sister-in-law and I were talking about that this weekend. That Because we love the look of a wrap, but you have to make sure it stays tied. And so right. a faux wrap, you get that same look without having to worry about a major issue. I've taken wrap dresses and, and like... Attached them. Yeah, and gotten them reworked a little bit so that mm-hmm. there's more closure yes <laughs> um, so yeah I totally agree because I feel like you kind of have to go up like a few sizes in wrap dresses too, like to make sure that nothing there's enough fabric yeah that there's like lots of fabric because you don't want it just to be like right enough you know exactly exactly because when you sit then it splits so that's fun so we're excited about our Easter dresses Mm-hmm. And and I do have some other things that could work if I decide not to. I ordered these really cute beaded earrings from Amazon for like $9. And they're uh, citrus wedges. They're like orange Ooh. wedges. And because I was dressing up for a friend who's a big UT fan, Tennessee, mm-hmm. not Texas. <laughs> and I realized that I didn't have any orange earrings. We were doing like a, a small birthday lunch Mm -hmm. and so I went on Amazon and I was like orange earrings and then those popped up and I thought they were so cute so those might be fun to wear also because they're kind of springy you know citrus I'm surprised you didn't already own 
orange earrings. Me too. I couldn't believe it. I know I have some that I've made, like some Fraser yeah. Lynn ones, but I don't, I think it's packed away with all my stuff, like all my <laughs> Fraser Lynn stuff because I, they're not, they're not in my jewelry box. So huh. I'll have to go through those, but I wanted something like the different. Yeah. And less dressy too. Yeah. Cause I feel yeah. like my Fraser Lynn can be kind of dressy. So it's what I always wear when I feel like I just need to dress something up a little bit. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you and your mom have been doing mm-hmm. a really fun activity that I wanted you to share about on here. <laughs> yeah. We have been decorating cookies. So we, a couple of years ago for my mom's birthday, my sister-in-law and I um, took a class with her down in Macon to learn how to decorate cookies with royal icing. And after that, my sister-in-law got really into it. She, I think, is a natural. Her cookies looked amazing. My mom and I needed a little more work, and I think we were both just kind of frustrated and didn't really pick it up. And then about six months ago, my mom decided she wanted to get back into it. So, But it's it's a lot of work because you have to make the cookies, you have to make the icing, and then you have to decorate them. So she found a place called um, Sweet Spot Bakery, I think it's called, that you can buy a decorating subscription box. And they send you the icing and the cookies pre-made and then walk you step by step through how to decorate each one. And so we've been doing that for six months and it's really just made us more confident in our cookies. So we've now started playing with our own. So a couple weeks ago, we made little like peep looking cookies, little um, like bunny butts and just some fun Easter cookies. And then also just some eggs. My mom has an airbrush So we put fun designs on them and it's just a good, it's fun. It's easy. Everyone likes cookies. So was the Easter, so the little bunny butts, was that part of a kit or did y'all do that on your own? We did those on our own. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mom has way too many cookie cutters. So she had little tiny bunnies. Where'd you, did you have, did she make the dough? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. Because they looked perfectly baked. You know, yeah, I know so that we, we learned some techniques in that class we took for her birthday. Okay. Um, you cook them on like a pizza stone. Yeah. And they cook okay. more evenly. Okay. Because I've heard, you know, that's like the biggest thing is that you don't want burnt. Mm-hmm. Whenever I make like break and bake cookies, they're yeah. always brown on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. The, um, you you um, butter the pizza stone really, really well. Um, and then you also, we freeze the dough for like five minutes before we put it on the pizza stone and it holds its shape better. Okay, and then do you use, so you don't use, is it the Silpat, you know, those French pastry mats? Have you seen those? They're orange. Oh, I have seen those, but not use those. Okay, because people, I know people who like swear by those. So yeah. For an yeah. even bait. So that might be another mm-hmm. thing to look into. Maybe that could be a present you give her. Yeah, that's a good idea because all of her presents recently have been cookie related. That's so funny. She gets into crafts, so I'm not she surprised. Does. That's awesome. Well, I have loved watching them. You share them on your Instagram Mm -hmm. and your mom does too. And Mm -hmm. that's just like such a fun little festive tradition that y'all have really taken up during quarantine. So we really have. I mean, everyone needed a quarantine hobby. For sure. So I also did like a fun Easter activity Mm -hmm. recently and I threw a little bachelorette night. We have a friend getting married on Easter weekend, actually. And just her in town bridesmaids and stuff. We and we're all in the same um, Bible study, mm-hmm. so we're like in each other's pod, if you will. <laughs> you know how I feel like we've gotten like quarantine pods, mm-hmm. and so we've still been seeing each other. And a lot of them are vaccinated because they're nurses. But we got together for a little bachelorette evening instead of like going out of town or some of the other things that we would normally do. 
Mm-hmm. I thought it would be fun. We were trying to think of an activity and someone actually had volunteered to make bachelorette cookies and have us do a cookie decorating thing. And mm-hmm. I was really excited about that. But then at the last minute, they said they weren't going to do that. So I thought, okay, I have to come up with some sort of activity. I had seen this little like infographic shared by, I think it was Town and Country. Mm-hmm. And... It was an Easter candy and wine pairing. Let me pull it up so Which I can tell you the I, courses. As much as I obviously love decorating cookies, I think for a bachelorette, that is just so much fun and no one has to really think about it. They can just enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it turned out really, really well. I think it turned out better than the cookie thing, but I was just mm-hmm. like literally Scrambling. 11th hour putting it together. So we did Easter candy and wine pairing and... Here were some of the courses, and I'll tell you our favorite. So we started off with a peep <laughs> and champagne or Prosecco. Oh, sweet. Prosecco. That was, it was really good. And then we did a Pinot Noir mm-hmm. with malt robin eggs. Oh, yum. I love malt And that was probably the best course because it was the most – unexpected you know like later there was like a Reese's egg and cab and that's pretty like oh my gosh chocolate (laughs) and wine like that's not that hard you know to pair together so that's um, one of the wine tastings that we did at your bachelor party they gave us a piece of chocolate with it was truffles yeah yeah Yeah, we did little like candy truffles which that's great but it wasn't like not you know, super mind blowing, right? right? So the Pinot Noir and Robin's eggs were really good. If you like, need <laughs> just grab a bag on a Saturday night or Friday night. Um, and then we did a Chardonnay and a Cadbury egg. Mm-hmm. That one that I I don't think I've ever had a Cadbury egg before, and it was so sweet. And I've heard that the European Cadbury eggs are not as sweet. Like they taste okay. different than the American ones, but I've well, obviously never had a European one. It wasn't great. I don't. I don't <laughs> think I ate the whole thing because it was like, wow, this is huge, and it was like yeah. a. It was big. I don't know if they're normally that big. I think. Um, I think they are. They okay. might make well, smaller ones, but I think their standard one is pretty big. That one was not great. Then a Reese's egg and cab. That was so good. Jelly beans and South Blanc. Ooh. That was really good because those were my two favorite. That's my favorite (laughs) wine and my favorite candy. You have been eating a lot of jelly beans recently. Let's not talk about it. And then the final course was was Easter Bunny, chocolate Easter Bunny, and a rosé. Oh, cute. So those were the courses. And we only did six. They had one more. Oh, it was like one, but I I couldn't find the candy. It was like Snickers. Yeah, Snickers, Egg, and Zen. But I didn't see the candy, and and we, you don't want to get just like, a regular Snickers because that's not as much fun. Yeah, and I thought like, okay, we have enough. Like, yeah. this is enough yeah. to get people feeling good, but <laughs> not um, hungover. <laughs> that's such so, a fun activity, and it's easy to adapt to other holidays too. Yeah, it is, and I think one of my friends because we like pre-portioned everything, so no one, you know, for COVID mm-hmm. reasons. But it was nice because the courses were already done, and then you just kind of we would bring them out, you know, when yeah. people were ready. And so one of the girls lives really close to me, and she was like, "We need to do this all the time. Like we should do it." And she's pregnant right now, so she couldn't <laughs> even she couldn't even have the wine with it. But she's like, you know, we should. Um, 
it would be fun to do like junk food wine pairings or something like we'll have to be really creative with it. I bet I can find some lists. But that's so easy to do too, just because you you think of chocolate and wine, you think of cheese and wine, but so then you just do pretty much anything else and yeah. you have a fun new twist on a wine tasting. And it's a fun activity. People get to try different things. Some people who mm-hmm. are like, I never drink you know, anything but white wine or I never drink anything but red wine. It was just kind of fun. So I would recommend it for sure. And I think we all together, we poured, someone didn't come. So we poured all of those glasses like into to see how much it would have been. And it would have been like two, maybe two glasses of wine total. That's not bad. Yeah, so I wasn't doing like really big pours or anything. Right, so. it's not like you're giving a full glass with every course. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you're that's kind of fun yeah. and just a really fun little activity that I would totally recommend. So since we've already talked about food, why not talk about more food? For sure. <laughs> um, so growing up, one of my favorite Easter activities was dyeing eggs. I know, very original. But we would always then have those dyed eggs for breakfast Easter morning. And I always loved when there'd be like- Wait, you would eat them? Yeah. Did other people do that? I mean, everyone else in my family. Oh. They're just hard-boiled eggs that you dyed. That's true. And I would love, because sometimes there'd be micro cracks in the shell. And so you get these little peaks of color in your hard-boiled eggs. Um, So I've been thinking about how can you make that more deliberate? And so, of course, trusty Google dyed deviled eggs, because I also think deviled eggs are a staple- to for Easter. And so you hard boiled your eggs like you normally would, um, cut them in half, separate the yolks, and then you mix half a cup of water with about 10 drops of food coloring and a tablespoon of vinegar and put your egg whites in there for as long as you want until you have that nice pretty color. And then you make your deviled eggs like normal and you have a fun twist that's just really bright. I don't know if I would eat that, Jackie. <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, it's baking food coloring you like you would put if you, and cupcakes and things to change color. I did have um, an egg from a restaurant in town, and it was like beet. It was beet dyed. Which that I've seen a lot. You can make a lot of really pretty colors with natural food if you're worried about the food coloring. But it did have like a weird taste. Oh, yeah, because it probably had like the beet. Yeah, it was like probably like soaked in beet juice or something but I mean it was almost pickled yeah it was almost pickled which that's why you have to make sure you dilute the vinegar because otherwise it would taste yeah but I mean hey maybe I could eat I don't know what color I would be okay eating (laughs) you just think your eggs should be white and not yeah I don't know it freaks me out like it went bad or something but (laughs) I mean it would make for a pretty plate so don't make them green don't make them I don't know. It would make for a pretty plate, though. Mm-hmm. I'd like to – I'll have to Google it and see what it looks like. I did not realize it was not normal to eat your dyed eggs. Mine never turned out, like, well enough that it would look appetizing. Well, that's – like, when you dye them in the shell, most of the dye doesn't go through. And so even if they were, like, really ugly because you're, you know, three or four and just yeah. threw them in, um, not all of the color went through and you just had, like, cracks. So you could also just do that. And make them the traditional way. Yeah, we didn't. We really didn't dye eggs until I was older. I think my mom was freaked out by like the mess. The mess. So mm-hmm. apparently, you can also dye them now. Like they make less messy versions than when we were growing up. Yeah, the ones that um, we've done it with my niece before, mm-hmm. but I don't. I mean, maybe my father-in-law ate them. I don't know. I just thought 
you, that was it. <laughs> you just dived eggs, looked at yeah. them, and then went on your yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. And we did one where you would um, blow out the yolk. I've seen. Actually, I think we. My mom used to have some um, Christmas ornaments like that. Yeah, we we would do those. So maybe that's why, because you just did the shell. Anyway, cool. Well, well, I want to hear you from now. other people if you eat your dyed eggs, or if we my family do. was just weird. Or I'm I'm probably the weird one because <laughs> it seems wasteful not to. So that's fun. Uh, my kind recipe, of yeah. well, yeah, my kind of idea for a recipe, especially if you know, you're not doing like a, you don't want to cook like a big Easter dinner for two people, mm-hmm. or maybe you're invited somewhere is an Easter charcuterie plate because I love charcuterie plate. So an obvious thing to add to your charcuterie plate is Easter candy, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in place of, so jelly beans or Robin's eggs or whatever, like, you know, in a little dish along with the cheeses and meat. That's a really easy way to be festive. Using carrots and radishes for veggies on the plate. Oh, smart. Because it's kind of like bunny themed without being bunny themed. So that's good. Cut them up too. Something I've learned is I've done like the whole blocks of cheeses, but honestly, it's so much easier if you just pre-cut everything. Especially if it isn't just you and your spouse or whoever lives with you. Because sometimes other people, especially now, they might feel weird cutting off. And they're yeah. like, well, how thick should I make it? There's a lot of questions. And then more hands touching. So just pre-cut everything. It's just easier. Mm-hmm. Um, Aldi has egg and chick shaped cheeses that I saw the well, other day. Fun. Um, But it's like the wax, you know? So it's in the wax and the wax is pretty hard. Oh. So it really doesn't translate that well, but Once it's fun for them. a picture. Yeah. It's yeah. fun for a picture though. So and maybe you could figure out a way to cut it to like keep the chick shape, but that would be a really big piece. If you can find pastel colored cheeses, that would be preferable for your plate. As a reminder, my rule for charcuterie plates is if it's your first one, do three different cheeses. Always choose a cheddar, mm-hmm. a hard cheese like a Parmesan, and then a spreadable cheese like brie or goat cheese. And if you have room on your board for a fourth, go with either a stinky blue cheese or like a specialty cheese if you can find one that maybe is one of my favorite one is Red Dragon. It has mustard seeds in it or like a wine-soaked cheese or a whiskey-soaked cheese, you know, something that's visually interesting maybe has a cool mm-hmm. rind, um, go with that as like a fourth option. And as you get more adventurous and advanced in your charcuterie board making skills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like the fun. And like I said, pre-chop everything and don't do like, you can exactly cut like one of the cheeses, but if you do rough cuts, it just looks a little bit fancier. Yeah. Cause when it's all cut the same, it looks like you just bought pre-cut Exactly. Exactly. So you could do that for one of them, but I would do a little bit more interesting. Mm -hmm. And then um, my last piece of advice for a Easter charcuterie board is to use flowers. So real like flowers that you buy at the grocery store or from your yard. Um, Obviously don't eat those, but unless there are, there are edible flowers. So if that's your thing, if you know how to get those, <laughs> then for sure use them. But I just use stuff from a little bouquet, mm-hmm. stuff from the yard, and just tuck them in, you know, the sides, maybe put one like beside the bowl with the 
Easter candy, you know, you just kind of tuck them in. Always use fresh herbs as well as a garnish to tuck it into the sides. It just makes it look more put together. And yeah, it'll be a beautiful, beautiful board. Yeah, and that's that's really easy for a small gathering. So you don't have to make a huge ham and, right. and you know, a, a multi-course meal for just two or three people. But it's still super festive mm-hmm. and photo worthy. Mm-hmm. And everyone likes a pretty appetizer. Um, I always get lots of compliments whenever I bring a board. But um, for my St. Patrick's Day one, because we did like a little St. Patrick's Day thing, I bought a initial candy dish mm-hmm. so it was our my last name is humble so it's an h and i put that in the middle of the board and then put i don't remember if i put nuts in it or something like that and that was such a good anchor piece mm-hmm. and just something good that i can use time and time again because it's like my last name you know so i would recommend getting little candy dishes i also use my corningware. I think they're corningware. What are the little ramekins? Ramekins. Yeah. Something to stay in place. Yeah. My little ramekins, I use those for nuts or Easter candy or whatever. Uh, Pickles. That's another thing to have on there Mm -hmm. if you can find some. The little gherkins. Yeah. Some pickles or olives, whatever your crowd enjoys. You can also put honey in a ramekin. Mm -hmm. I still need to find a good cheese board friendly honey are they called honeycombs the they're wooden oh no i was thinking when you said honeycombs i was thinking like the ones that are the honey is still attached to the comb um you're talking about like, I need it has that the, like scoop that looks like a honeycomb out in the yeah. wild and it's got i don't know what those are called um i need to get one i have some of those but they're really long so i need like a shorter one i might just cut a long one and like sand the end or, or yeah, glue a bead on the end or something because those are really good. And it's always awkward. Like, what do you spread honey with? You yeah. know? So yeah. those are really good. I do need to buy some raw honey with the honeycomb in it because mm-hmm. that would make a beautiful addition and it would be so easy because it's like right out of the jar or right. however you buy it. But I always put that on goat cheese. Mm-hmm. So I'm just overall a fan of charcuterie boards <laughs> and they're easy and you always get compliments. And who doesn't love a compliment, you know? Exactly. And we're big fans of not putting in a whole lot of work for ultimate payoff. And I think charcuterie boards are the epitome of that. For sure. No cooking necessary. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, I hope that everyone has a good Easter. And we want to hear what you're doing on your Easter if European Cadbury eggs taste different than they do over here, and if you eat your dyed eggs. So join our Facebook group, The Millennial Homemakers, and let us know. For sure. And you can follow us offline or off air. I am Jacqueline Humble on Instagram, and Jackie is at JVAlexander16. And we look forward to more episodes coming soon. Bye. Bye.